Hey there, welcome to Football with Grant Wall. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's interview guest is Idris Argandawal, a co-founder and CMO of the Oakland Roots, which just announced they'll be moving to the second tier USL championship next season. We've had some great interview guests lately, including Gio Reyna, Fabrizio Romano, and Jurgen Klopp, along with many others. So check those interviews out. It would be absolutely huge for this podcast growth if you could subscribe, recommend us to your friends, and take just a little bit of time to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. Now, here's my interview with Idris Argandawal. Our guest now is Idris Argandawal. He's a co-founder and the chief marketing officer of the Oakland Roots, a still very young community-based club, which just announced this week they will be moving to the second tier USL championship starting in 2021. Idris, congratulations and thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Grant. Really appreciate it. Um, yesterday was was quite the day and uh, now speaking to you, it's kind of a dream come true, man. I've uh, been a follower of your work for quite some time and um, odd to see everything come full circle. So I appreciate the time and the energy and the excitement around the roots. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I've been excited to talk to you. I, I think you are the first sibling act to appear <laughs> on my podcast. Uh, your sister, Halayar Gandhiwal, who played at Santa Clara, mm -hmm. appeared a while back to talk about the Afghanistan women's national team, which she had captained. She also played pro for a bit in Europe. Uh, so congrats to your family, I guess. Thank you. Yeah, man. I mean, look, my I, we're super lucky. My mother and father were, uh, you know, just absolute incredible parents to us and raised us with the, um, you know, the, the perception of, look, you can do absolute anything in the world, um, you know, stay different, stay cool, do it your own way. And, um, you know, don't look back and be bullish in your pursuit of trying to change the world. And Helai has done that. She's been an inspiration to me, obviously on many fronts. Um, I have a lot of, you know, very powerful, impactful Afghan women in my life. And so to see what she's been able to do with her platform and battling the injustices that exist in our in our country um, is awe-inspiring. And most recently was uh, nominated uh, as one of the 100 uh, most impactful, inspiring women in, in Afghan history. And so, um, wow. you know, I'm, I'm truly inspired by her work. Um, obviously, you know, uh, gender equality is an important subject to the roots and um, you know, I can't wait to continue to do things on that front uh, with the roots as we continue to build. Well, I want to get into just the whole story of the Oakland roots. But first off, just the news this week. What's the response been like to the announcement that you're going to go to the USL championship? Yeah, look, I'm actually quite confused as to how this all happened. I mean, it's been one year ish plus that we've been in existence and uh, the roots has been able to uh, progress not only on the on the content side and really interact with people and in touch uh, with folks emotions but you know we've also gone up in in leagues as well and um, the reception has been incredible I think when you build a community club and you're focused on doing it the right way with the community from the ground up in the, in the manner that we did it 
um, people adhere to that. And we always say, you know, our tagline is Oakland first always, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be from Oakland to appreciate our message. It means that you subscribe to the notion of diversity, inclusivity, the arts, humanities, and culture that makes you an Oakland fan. And there are uh, millions, if not billions of people in this world that um, are, are truly Oakland fans. And we're excited to take our platform to more folks in the world. Well, let's start from the beginning. What is sort of the origin story of your involvement with the Oakland Roots? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a first-generation Afghan-American. My, uh, my mother and father uh, came to California uh, during the Russian invasion uh, in, in, you know, in Afghanistan, and the first place they came to was Oakland, California. My father fell in love with Oakland sports. My first uh, experience in the sports realm was at an Oakland A's game where I had some some garlic fries and I would ne- I'll never forget that taste in my mouth. Um, but, you know, it's it's those types of things that made me truly excited about the Oakland message, the Oakland sports experience and the community. I've never in my entire life of travel the world have seen such a diverse amount of people in that community. And so my passion and love for Oakland and sports has always been there. My father was a football manager back in Afghanistan. Um, soccer was in our blood. I played it uh, you know, throughout my entire life, semi-professionally as well. I was on the Afghanistan national team pool at some point um, on the under 21 pool. And so this stuff meant a lot. And after spending some time, um, obviously building my career, going through my own personal j- journey, I came back to Oakland and uh, synced up with my co-founder, Ben O'Nagel, and we just asked each other the question of why don't we have a professional club here in Oakland? We've seen the Coliseum sell out 14,000, 16,000, 17,000 people when Chivas America or Chivas and Club America would come. And so the, the real question is why not a community club that embodies the spirit? And so we asked that question over the course of two, three years with the community, built a community advisory board that was comprised of of people that truly had weight in the community, had a name, had a history, um, and were able to craft a, a identity that represented and embodied the ethos of Oakland. And you saw that in our crest. And that was formulated, uh, obviously, in collaboration with Matthew Wolf, a good friend of mine, um, who uh, did some incredible work with Nike um, and other soccer teams throughout the world. Um, but that launch of the Crest was really the, the moment where Benno and I's vision of bringing a club to Oakland became a reality and people started to uh, appreciate the meaning of the Crest and what it represented. And uh, the rest was, was history at that point, man. It's pretty crazy. Matthew Wolf, another guy who's been on the podcast <laughs> yeah. uh, fairly yeah. recently. So uh, uh, it's been really interesting talking to him about how he goes about his work. It's a very distinctive design and, and very cool uh, that he did for for the Oakland Roots. Thank you. Um, you know, like, it's interesting. We're in this position now where soccer is still growing quite a bit in the United States and clubs are just starting out in many mm-hmm. ways. And the U.S. has this reputation in sports as being about business, business, business in a way that's different from, say, clubs in other parts of the world in a lot of cases. If you're thinking about clubs, I don't know, in Europe or wherever, or South America or or globally, they represent the community more than a business. How How do you balance the newness of starting a club? Yeah. 
and doing that in the US where it's usually about business and less about community, but actually having this focus on trying to be really in deep with the community? Yeah, it's a fabulous question, Grant. I mean, look, if you look at the the premise of how European football clubs were started, it was a community asset, it was a club, it was a place where people can come together. Um, I think we've seen it differently here in the States, right? It's generally a billionaire that parks a bus on a community and hopes that they'll love the crest and identity. And there's no knock on, you know, the rest of these soccer teams in the States. But honestly, I attribute it to one thing and one thing only. Um, For us, it's about Oakland. Um, Nowhere else in the world, you know, you can, like in, in Oakland, you have to be authentic. You have to be connected to the community and you have to be this way. There's no exceptions, right? They'll call you out, they'll hold you accountable. I mean, this is the, the nature of the environment in which you live in. You look at, look at our history with the Black Panther movement, even with the, the hyphy uh, music movement. I mean, this stuff, a lot of what we see in culture originates from here and we hold people accountable for it. And so building a club that is counter to those principles just doesn't work in this community. And we've seen, um, you know, our community voice their opinions on things that they don't agree with. And that's something that it's just, it just doesn't work in our community. So that's A, Oakland won't accept that type of a club. Um, B, you know, I think we got to challenge the assumption of how sports organizations are created in the States. And I'll be very, very honest. I don't think that the new billionaire is someone that has a billion dollars in their pocket. I just disagree with that principle. I think that the new billionaire is someone that can impact and reach a billion lives. That's what, what my funda- fundamental belief system is. I believe that is what everyone in our club believes. And I think that we've done an absolutely amazing job of bringing investors to the table that believe in that same ethos. Um, I can't say this enough, Grant. Our, our investor group are full of amazing people that see the same vision that we do. It's to use, you know, the power of sport and uh, the magic of Oakland as a vehicle for social good. And that's our purpose. We have a chief purpose officer in our organization for that reason, to make sure that we have that lens on everything that we do. Our hashtag is Oakland first always to ensure that we hold ourselves accountable to the decisions that we make as an organization. And again, we have Oakland in the name, man. So how are you supposed to create an asset for the community with the community's name in your identity without thinking about that community first and always? And so that's who we are as people, as an organization. I think this is the way clubs are going to be built. And I'll even take it a step further. It's challenging the assumption on every front. And my belief, community, a strong brand, strong merchandising that challenges the assumption on on how merchandising is created in the sports world too and doing things in a different way with your the way which we tell stories and connect with people on social media all of that leads to financial sustainability they're not disconnected and i think that's the big misconception that people have is that financial sustainability is its own thing and it lives on an island incorrect you need community, you need strong brand, you need great content and storytelling, you need great merch, you need great game day experiences. All of these things envelope into financial sustainability and we recognize that. And I hope that other clubs, and I'm sure there's plenty out there, but I think that the new wave of clubs that we see, new folks that start brands and start clubs locally, will we'll need to focus on community first, we'll need to focus on building a strong brand 
and everything else will fall into place. Oakland, from what I gather, is a changing community. There's there's people who've been in Oakland for a long time. Uh, there's yeah. new people moving to Oakland. There's some gentrification happening. How are you approaching that with your community-based club and in, in trying to potentially reach both? Yeah, these are real issues, right? Um, I, I don't know if you know who Sway is. Sway is a, a icon in, in from Oakland. And, um, you know, obviously he has his own uh, radio show and is in the music industry and does a lot of incredible things. But uh, what I've tried to be very intentional about is like talk to these OGs in the community and try to really understand the perspective of where we came from and what culture in Oakland real means, you know, and I think what we got to do is proliferate that and ensure that folks that come to Oakland can be whoever the F they want to be. And that's the beauty of Oakland. You can come here and you can be exactly who you want to be. But the important component of this conversation is to not tear down what makes Oakland so beautiful and what makes our culture so great. It's proliferating that. And as long as people understand that notion, Take what makes Oakland so great. Know where you come from because it helps uh, you know where you're going. As long as that message is clear to folks that um, subscribe to Oakland and come to Oakland, I think there's there's no problem. It's preserving the culture and proliferating it. That's our objective. And I think as a community club, we have a, a real opportunity to ensure that our game days embody uh, a true Oakland experience. And we do that. We shut down East 10th Street, which is a street right outside of our stadium. And we make it available to local F&B providers. We have musicians and artists come and display their their talent. And we make sure that the music you hear, the people you see, um, the food you smell is truly representative of the community. And those are the types of things that we can do as a club, tell the stories of the people that really just make sure that we preserve the culture and proliferate it and not tear it down. And that's the goal. It's not lost on anybody that we've seen professional sports teams move away from Oakland recently uh, when it comes to the Warriors moved over to a new arena in San Francisco. We've seen the Raiders move to Vegas. Every once in a while, we hear about the Oakland A's potentially moving at some point. We've seen in other cities that's been helpful to soccer teams. Um, in Seattle, for example, a lot of people think when the Sonics left, right as the Sounders were starting at MLS, that that, that helped the Sounders. Um, mm -hmm. You guys aren't going to move anywhere is what it sounds like. Is that something that you want to sort of use to your advantage? Yeah, I'll start off by saying tall trees need strong roots. And we have the word roots in our name. And so, and we have Oakland in our name. The intention is never to leave the city of Oakland. We built this club in Oakland for Oakland forever. And our actual campaign announcing our joining of USL championship is Oakland forever. It's saying, yes, we're going to a new league. Yes, things are progressing, but it's always Oakland forever. You know, it's it's what we're trying to do in the community. And what I, I will say, Grant, is that we we didn't build this club to fill a gap or a void. That was never the intention. Benno and I started this concept five years ago when Warriors were still around, Raiders were still around, A's were there, 
And, you know, yes, there's conversations around them leaving or something, you know, in the works, but it never was fully clear to us in those early stages. It was truly that we wanted to bring a community asset that impacted the community in a positive way through the sport of soccer. And it just happened to shake out that way. I will say as an Oakland fan that the gap that, you know, it it provided was very big and it was a deep, deep hole. Um, A lot of folks grew up on the Raiders. A lot of folks grew up on the Warriors. And I'm telling you, man, nothing can replace the experience of being at uh, uh, Oracle Arena to others, um, you know, during the We Believe era. Um, hearing the electricity in that arena. I'm sure a lot of folks in the NBA will say there's nothing like that across the entire league. And so these experiences you will never be able to replace. It's an integral part of the fabric of our identity as Oaklanders, um, and you can never replace that. And so there's a bit of a void there, and there's a bit of an uncertainty. And our job as of the roots is to ensure that these Oakland fans get a club that represents a lot of those same ideas and beliefs that these other teams have provided for the community for so long um, and ensure we do that in a way that's authentic, meaningful and, and real so that they have a new a new club to cheer for, a new asset to be proud of. Um, and, and we've seen that. I mean, one in one in five people in Oakland, when I'm walking down the street, are wearing Roots gear. And some folks don't even know that it's a soccer team. <laughs> but, you know, it, they're just proud of, of being from Oakland. And we, you know, we even have a brand called Oaklandish that is a city pride uh, retailer that we partner up with on all of our lifestyle merch that, I mean, you just see if folks shop local, they walk into retail stores in an age where, Everyone is on digital and on online, but uh, it's it's a little different out in Oakland, and and we're very proud of that. And so hopefully, Roots will provide that that you know vehicle for folks to be proud of and, and cheer on um, for the rest of our history. So, what has the response been like from the Oakland community to your team, whether it's day by day or just you know at the games themselves? Yeah, it's been it's been packed, man. Uh, it's a community vibe. Uh, we. We had a very little amount of games, obviously, in our history, but those games have been sold out five, six thousand people. And um, it's general admission. So we don't have reserved seating. We believe in this democratized approach to seating. You know, you come here, everyone just has a blast. And, you know, we have a main uh, stadium section called the Mosaic, um, which kind of mimics our our crest of where the roots are with all the different colors, because it truly is a perfect embodiment of Northeast, West Oakland. You see all the different types of people uh, that that are made up of the fabric of Oakland uh, sitting in the mosaic. We have, you know, the squad section, which is for group seating. We have the sideshow, which is where our amazing supporters, the Oakland Roots Radicals and La Brigada de Pueblo, a new uh, supporters group that just got formed. You know, this is where they're out of and it's where you're standing and, you know, you have smoke and flares and, it's um, I, I like to refer to the Angela Davis quote about you're not coming here to see me, but you're coming here to see each other. And that's what an Oakland Roots experience is like, man. Um, it's a it's a family affair. It's a vibe. It's us throwing free hot dogs into the crowd. Um, <laughs> I mean, people didn't realize what the heck we were doing um, until they unwrapped the, the, the hot dog. And then it became a 
a thing game to game where <laughs> you know you would just toss the hot dogs at full pace at people and you just see what happens and it's these different things that make us unique and we have a net promoter score of 86 out of these games which is you know kind of representative of a world-class experience and we do that out of laney college an iconic location in downtown oakland obviously i'm sure the world has watched last chance you and has seen coach beam and and the laney college football team um, play out of there but you know it's it's that connection to laney it's making sure that we are are rooted in everything that we're trying to do our vip food experience um, came from Laney Culinary, which is full of Laney students learning how to be the next generation of chefs and cooks. It's us working with Peralta School District to ensure that the broadcast um, mechanism for our games has insight from the, the students so that they can learn and listen. It's, it's a lot of that, man. And one of the best things that I'll say is, before I talk too much on this subject, but game days make me excited. It's been a while since we've had one. Um, but last year, we, we bust 400 Oakland Unified School District kids to, to games. And um, we fed them healthy meals through a partnership with Kaiser Permanente. And then we, we sent them home safely um, through these buses as well. The issue is not tickets. And I think that's what most sports clubs do is they just give tickets to kids. That's not the issue. It's transportation. It's healthy meals. It's a positive game experience. And then making sure that they get back home safely. That's what creates the next generation of Oakland fans. And that's what creates the ability for young people of color that have never experienced soccer to have that experience and build that love and trust. And so these are the things that make us so happy about the connection, you know, with the community and, and game days. And hopefully we, we can get back to that, man. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the soccer side. Uh, you know, who's involved in the team? Any names that people who are listening around the country and around the world might be, might know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we have, um, I, I'd start with our head coach, Jordan Farrell, who obviously is just an incredible guy um, all around, embodies the ethos and vision of, of what we want to put out there as a club. And um, he's one of the very few um, African-Americans in the country that are in a position of head coach at a top level in soccer. And we're proud of that. Not, you know, because of the, the, the fact that he's a black man, but because he's amazingly qualified to do the job, came out of Sacramento Republic uh, Youth Academy program, has had experience at a lot of different levels throughout Europe and, and so on. And so we're excited to have a young, passionate guy that can really embody our ethos and our vision and take things to the next level. And so it starts with him. And then, of course, we have amazing players in Jack McInerney, who is a one of the top draft picks. I think he was number one in the draft pick at some point in the MLS draft and has had experience at the Timbers, uh, you know, LA Galaxy before he landed with us. And um, the likes of Tristan Bowen, who was uh, the first homegrown product out of the LA Galaxy um, program out there in, in LA. Um, and, and Matt Fondy, who is the USL um, gold, uh, golden boot winner at some point. Um, and so, you know, we have some pretty great firepower on our team. And uh, I'm excited to see us continue to, uh, you know, win throughout this fall season that we have here. Um, and then, of course, uh, move on into the USL season next year with um, even more firepower and ability to win. When you move to the USL championship, it's uh, it's a more established league. It's a bigger league. You're going to be able to be seen on ESPN Plus with your games. Mm -hmm. 
Are there any risks? Yeah, I, I think the biggest risk for us and just being transparent is it's new territory, you know, um, bigger platform means bigger responsibility. And for us, it's beyond just the stuff that we want to do on the field, which is always win. We want to win in every domain that we participate in, but it's ensuring that we're able to stay true to our community efforts, um, stay true to our purpose and our vision. Um, and to do that at a bigger level, at a bigger scale is where I see the, the biggest challenge is going to be. And I would even posture it as not a challenge, but an opportunity, right? New territory for us. Our team has never experienced it at this platform. We're excited about that. Um, we want to bring more people in the stadium. But more importantly, we want to do more of what makes us so good so far in our community. And um, I think that's the the big, big uh, you know, thing that our team needs to put our heads down and go work on is how do we do more? How do we impact more given this bigger platform? And I'm excited to do that. Your team announced not too long ago that you had affiliated with Common Goal, which is, I think it's the first team in North America to do that. Uh, Common Goal is uh, Juan Mata, the player with Manchester United, had a big role at the start of Common Goal. And part of it, a lot of players and, and managers around the world have signed on now is uh, whoever does that agrees to donate at least 1% of their annual income to charity. Uh, how does that work for your team when you're affiliated as a team with Common Goal? What does that sort of obligate you to do? Absolutely. Yeah, it obligates us to ensure that 1% of our ticket revenues goes towards uh, common goal uh, social causes. And what we've d- uh, done is we've worked with Common Goal to focus those efforts towards Oakland organizations because that's our our immediate ability to impact, right? I and mean, we're in that community. It's our, it's our ethos to ensure that our community is growing. And so we've focused that 1% of re- uh, ticket revenues towards Oakland organizations that uh, are working with Common Goal on a football, arts, humanities, um, initiative with an Oakland lens. And additionally, our staff players' salaries, um, 1% of those salaries will, will go towards these causes as well. So uh, as an organization, we've made those uh, avenues available um, and they're opt-in, opt-out for our, our employees, obviously, but it's been great to see the reception of folks volunteering and saying, yes, I want to be a part of this organization and um, to be a part of this this effort and this goal and our players as well. Um, and so 1% of ticket revenue, 1% of uh, player salaries um, and wages. And we're excited to be the first club in, in North America. Um, it's, it's um, in my opinion, it's foundational, right? Like this isn't the end all be all. This is just the beginning. Um, committing 1% of, of revenues from ticket side and, and salaries is one thing, but how do you make that more than just one person? How do you continue to impact the community's bigger question and conversation? And so most recently we announced that we would be hosting a justice match, which is uh, p- pushing forward the objective, objective of gender and racial equality, equity, and justice through a mixed gender game. That will be happening in the month of October. It is the launch of our justice fund. Uh, which will focus efforts on um, the topic of justice, uh, both on the gender side and the racial side. Um, and we're excited to continue that narrative, Grant. It's a common goal is an amazing organization that we associated with, but it's not the end all be all. It's just the beginning and we have a lot of work to do. 
And do you have any interest in starting a women's team? I think that in the in the uh, notion of starting a justice fund and playing a justice match and trying to be a purpose-oriented organization, you can't do that without a women's team. Um, personally, uh, the strongest people in my life have been women, and I it would be a dream of mine um, to see that uh, become a reality. And then on the organizational side, it's impossible for us to continue to push the narrative of racial and gender equity, equality, and justice without a women's team. And so, yes, absolutely. Um, we want to field a, a women's team at the highest level possible. Um, and that's an objective of ours. And it has been from the beginning. Just to wrap up, I'm curious to know, where do you want to go with all this? You guys have achieved a lot in a short amount of time here, but I, I know you're thinking about your future. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're called Oakland Roots Sports Club, right? Um, sports Club for a reason. This This whole thing is to be bigger than just sport itself. It's to challenge the assumption of how sports clubs have been built, how soccer teams have been built. It's to impact people as much as we can. And it's to build a community asset that will last forever. Um, you know, to encapsulate that, I would say, uh, it's our goal to be one of the bigger sports clubs in the world. Why not be a Barcelona, but here in the States? Uh, why not be able to be on that level of awareness, impact, in every sport, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, whatever it is, but be a community asset and be a vehicle for something that's bigger than just soccer itself. Um, soccer is our vehicle, but our goal is to really touch the people that, that make us so proud of, of, of the club and, and what we're representing. And so uh, we'll continue to strive towards that as long as people want us to, for sure. Idris Argandawal is a co-founder and chief marketing officer of the Oakland Roots, which just announced this week they will be moving to the second tier USL championship starting in 2021. Idris, congratulations again. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Grant. Really appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to Football with Grant Wall. If you like the podcast, you could do me a huge favor and hit that subscribe button and provide a rating and a review. I can't tell you how much that helps. I'd like to thank Idris Argandawal as well as producer Chris Whittingham. I also want to thank Taylor Rockwell and Daryl Grove of the Total Soccer Show for everything they've done to help get this show off the ground. I'm back soon with another interview of someone from the soccer world. Be safe, everyone. See you next time. 